Power Man 5000 is Rob Zombie's brother, I my brain split in half. It made perfect sense and it made no sense at all because I had never heard that before. I was like, that can't be true. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, you'd think they both fucking grew up in the same place. They're both going to have the weird side of them. Rob Zombie was just a lot better at it. Where is Rob Zombie from like Wichita or like Southern California? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. (laughs) Okay. Dude, dude, Power Man 5000 is for April? April, yep. What the hell? Yeah, is he from like Wichita kids? Nope. <laughs> Massachusetts. Good old those guys who could be from like, like Slipknot's from like Iowa or whatever. Like, yeah, I could be like, maybe that's, you know, but no, Massachusetts, that's <laughs> yep. funnier. No, you can listen to his story, right? He, yeah, so he's from Haverhill, then left because he's like, there's absolutely nothing to do there. Moved yeah. to New York City on his first day. He saw a homeless guy get the shit, get killed by cops. He's like, oh, hmm, what's like here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, I don't like that, but I'm going to steal that guy's style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I believe his parents owned um, a movie theater or something like that. That's why he was so interested in movies and stuff. And he always loved when that's they would play all the horror movies. movies yeah, that's why, that's why I hate movies because my parents don't own a movie theater. <laughs> no, that's cool. I think it's cool. I cool. think he's cool a cool fact. guy. He is a cool guy. He is a cool guy. He wrote like three or four good songs. Yeah, oh, but the movies, though. I think the movies outdo his um, songs at this point for sure. Um,. I don't know if I've seen any of his movies. That's you, not you true. I saw the remake? monsters. You saw? No, you didn't. I did, did watch really? it. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I heard that one stank it up big time. It was all right. Which one? The it came out like monsters two years ago. remake, like the it, old no, it's like nineteen sixties. It's what? Yeah, no, is it's it a like prequel insanely to the show. gruesome? But it's still a remake. It's, it's an old sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's they're living in like, Transylvania, and it's them moving. To the states and like how he met his wife and all this stuff. Oh my god, then, who cares? Then, then Welcome to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. Teeth and just drops them on the tile floor like that. podcast yeah. sorry it's, back, it's, it's october we can't stop talking about halloween movies we can't stop talking about halloween and, and power man 5000 dude it's 5000 right is it 3000 i'm gonna be so no, it's 5000 i think it's nice. a five i think it's a five made Great. famous from tony hawk as that's how i knew it yeah. and i saw it in our identities, Nikki, and yeah. i've loved it ever since yep yes I love when movies use music that's literally just telling you what's happening and like hell's coming to earth and like when worlds collide, we're like, yeah, we get it, dude. Worlds are colliding. I kind of think it's a little heavy-handed when they just say a song um, where it's like... Maybe even the I'm line where we'll... Cool. Well, they say the line, well, who's alive and who is the devil? Just come yeah, with me and I'll be your guide. And it's a song as in <laughs> Little Nicky, Happy Madison just bought my house. Are you ready to go? <laughs> All right, folks. We're on episode 86 of the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. We're so glad to have you back. And you guys are all fans. That's why you love hearing us talk about nothing for the first 20 minutes of the show. And don't worry, Dylan hasn't spoke yet. We still have another half an hour before we get to the topic. But the topic today, 
We're leaning back on our laurels here. We've done two episodes of this ilk before. No, we're not spinning the wheel again. No, we're not doing a top five list. We're talking about heists, baby. Talking about robberies, highway, and otherwise. We started out one of our earliest episodes we ever did was about the mid-flight heist of D.B. Cooper. We graduated to the most expensive art heist in the United States, which is the Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum Heist. And now we're moving on across the pond, not Atlantic, but Pacific. We're going to talk about the biggest heist in the history of Japan, which is otherwise known as the 300 million yen heist. You heard it here first. You heard it here, guys, coming <clears throat> coming live from one of our hosts, Joe. Undisclosed location, thank you very much. Undisclosed multiple basement locations. Mm-hmm. And this heist uh, we've been talking about for a long time, and what's pretty cool is it's actually not $300 million heist, it's 294 For those of you out there who are going to write in the comments and say that we're a bunch of liars. Well, it's not a dollar heist at all. That's true. 294 million yen. Did I say dollars? You did say you dollars, did. yeah. Okay. But I got you, man. Already. Yep. But what, what did you guys guess that how much that was when you first heard it? Because I was like, I, I'm not sure how much that is. I know yen I is like way no more. Because they don't have cents there. They just have yen is like the thing. So if it, if it had like a dollar and five cents, it would be like 105 yen, in other words. They don't have like the decimal point. I was thinking that cents really didn't factor into this so much at that level. <laughs> at that level? Cents? <laughs> it was 300 million yen, but it, some cents. I didn't think yeah. that was really a yeah. big problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I know that. That's really all I didn't think about. I just didn't know um, that. Besides Gro that, oh, sorry. Growing up, I always thought that um, you, they it was just like pesos, where it's like they just it's so inflated that like oh yeah, it's like hundred million yen for like a candy bar. But I didn't realize there's no sense. Yeah, I uh, I really had no guess on this one. Yeah, I thought it was higher than what it actually would be. Really? But yeah. let's just say my without getting to the numbers yet. What I thought it was going to be is like what it's worth today. For what it's worth. Well, I think what that I accounts. Thought, yeah. What what I thought was a couple things. Yeah, but one, I was thinking in the the, in the time, time period line. where it happened. Yeah. One that it was like straight up like a bank heist, like a dude with a gun at the teller saying sure. give me all your money, and then I was like really getting kind of confused how I got so much gotcha. money out of them. Well, Two, that's also why I picked it because I was like, this is a little more interesting than the classic Bonnie and Clyde shit. Yeah, exactly. So two, a little less Italian job, not even thought in my head, because today <laughs> yeah. I've um, inhaled a lot of brake clean. So that's cool. I thought 300 million yen, I was like, that's got to be $300 million. Easily. Wasn't even more. thinking clearly at all mm -hmm. until I did so do you want a to get little into bit of research, you know? And lucky us. Sure. ChatGPT had almost nothing on this. I don't understand that. <laughs> well, lucky for all of us, dude. Yeah. Woo! They mm -hmm. scrubbed it from the internet. Japan is like, this never happened. We have never been embarrassed like this. Um, but I'll start out with D.B. Cooper at the time stole, I believe, $200,000, which was a good amount of the time. Because if we cost for inflation, which I always do, it's so dumb to base things off of what it's worth at the time because the value is still the same. It's just the numbers change. And uh, D.B. Cooper's heist would be... Uh, worked up at $1.25 million now if you, if you did the same heist today, which he couldn't because of the way he pulled it off. Now, this heist, uh, I don't know what it was at the time. Oh, yeah, 300 million yen, dude. But what it would be worth in modern-day dollars is $20 million. So, although it's not $300 million, it's still an insane amount of money to steal and 
No spoilers here. It's like D.B. Cooper, baby, or Isabel Stewart Gardner. Here's a theme. They never caught the fucking person who did it. That's what makes it even better. You gotta get away with it, or it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. And this isn't a spoiler, but what separates this from D.B. Cooper and from Al Capone and all these people, like Al Capone specifically, he wanted to give money to the people. He's like, I'm here to help you. You're your hero of Chicago and Real do all Robin these Hood. things. Real, real life Robin Hood taking the bank's money and, and giving it to people who need it. Yeah, this those guy, people will there defend you when they are on the jury. But yeah, it's like the yep, Frank Lucas version. Like, guy, I, I can't well, commit crimes. I give everyone a turkey on Thanksgiving for free, so everyone loves me. When the cops come around, they all shut their fucking mouth. It's a good. Yeah, it was easy for Al Capone because if someone tried to rob him back. They just heard. Do you have any idea whose bank this is? You're <laughs> you all and your dead. friends are dead. <laughs> this is a mob bank. <laughs> it's the guy from Perfect Storm. That guy rocked. <laughs> He's also so in uh, Black Hawk Down. He runs Delta Force. That guy. Oh. I don't know his name, but he's a great character actor. Oh, nice. yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Um, so this guy, he robbed it's the bonuses for all the employees at a Toshiba factory. Yeah. So there, or, it was already accounted for. That's already out of the bank, almost out of the bank's hands. Almost. And uh, he took everyone's bonuses. Sorry. Like a hundred thousand employees at that factory. Better he decided that to, many. I think it was two thousand. No, I thought it, how much. You thought it was a you thought it was a full city's worth of employees at the factory, a hundred thousand? Yeah. There's only three thousand employees at the factory, I think. How much fucking yen do they get per bonus then? Do you do the math? Ah, quite a bit, I imagine. Uh, a good amount. Well they were going to. But also it's probably a good But what do you think they got three hundred dollars each? Or three hundred so yen each? Three hundred million yen in nineteen sixty. Three hundred yen is like ten dollars. Their bonus isn't ten dollars. Yeah. So what's three hundred million yen so, divided by three thousand? Well, I don't know. Thirty thousand yen each. I don't know. Joe, do the math. Just take the decimal point over. Um, yeah, 30,000 yen, yeah. The 300 million yen oh, no, in 1968 was equivalent to uh, $800,000 in the U.S. Gotcha. at the time. So divide Doesn't seem like a lot, 8, but you know, it was a fucking long right time ago. So it's, it's $800,000, <clears> and we have 3,000 employees at the factory, which would be a bonus of about $266. At the time, this is in the yeah. '60s. That's pretty good. So that's like a th- let's just say a thousand dollars. That's like a quarter. That seems like a regular. Yeah, he's like a really decent bonus for all these folks, you know, at this factory, yeah. and uh, you know, workers' rights and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. And as Dylan brought up, yeah, it, it was not a heist of a bank. It was a heist of uh, this bonus money going there. And it also blew my mind that um, you know, at the time, of course, it's the '60s. People are just paying cash with all that. Like, they can't even write a check. They're like, no, 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 it's all cash. Straight yeah. cash, homie. <laughs> they had to get boxes and boxes full of this stuff just to get it to folks. But let's get started right now. Let's get into this heist right now. Uh, it starts uh, in the year 1968. And the date that this whole thing starts winding up at is December 6th, which I know is everyone's favorite holiday in Japan. <laughs> But I'm wrong again, though, right? What, what, what is it? Uh, a little close. Is it ninth? Seventh. Seventh. Just barely wow. missed it. And I'm the fifth. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seventh. I was thinking Make sure they get some money for the big day. <laughs> yeah, the big day. The big celebration. It's like taking out money on New Year's Eve before you know, the New Year's Day. The yeah. Are oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. So it starts out... Uh, December 6th, 1968, in Fuchu City, which is a, what we would call a, like a suburb of Tokyo, but it's really just a separate city right next to it. You know, like whatever, Alston, Watertown, something like that. 
uh, Fuchu City, the outskirts of Tokyo, and it comes with an anonymous letter sent to the head of the Nippon Trust Bank. And this guy is the head of the bank branch in this area. Obviously, I'm sure that one of their biggest clients is Toshiba, if that's the factory they're dealing with there. Like, that's going to be one of the reasons why the bank is there, all these employees coming into Fuchu City. And he sends a letter to the guy saying, he's calling a shot, basically. He goes, listen, I need you to ransom me 300 million yen, or I'm going to plant a bomb in your house and blow it up with everybody inside. You have you have like 24 hours to do it or whatever. And I love this detail too because the, the boss man at the bank is like, first of all, I'm not paying. Fuck my family. I'm not paying that kind of money. I'll lose my job and then I'll be dishonoring my family. But also, he doesn't do the math of why did he pick that amount? Because <laughs> that amount's going well, so, out pretty soon. <laughs> the exact amount. I will say the, the information I saw was he initially asked for $30 million. Oh, it's thirty. Oh, I thought. I thought. I saw. I saw three hundred million, and I was like, I can't believe he called this shot completely and said, "I want this much money, or else I will get it anyway." So he sends that out. What, what do you guys think about that? What would you do in that situation if you were the head of the bank? I guess we don't know what it's like to be in Japan, but I think I would immediately uh, be nervous. Yeah, I don't know what I. I, yeah, so- I honestly, I don't know what I do without Google. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know like how many threats this guy's getting. I'm sure he's probably had some kind of part in his life where people yeah. are trying to like bully him. I mean, they know he's in charge of a lot of money, but to have a, such a specific threat is like yeah. I need this much money. But also, day, I mean, it's the house. '60s in Japan. Technology's yeah. booming. I'm sure they're making a ton of fucking money everywhere. Sure, they're making bank. Yeah, at the time, once they got that woken up from point. their slumber. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that guy was making quite a bit of dough if he's in charge of a bank. A well. threat like that? I mean, blowing up your house? I mean, can't you hire some security to watch your shit? I mean, but overall, yeah, you got yeah. some you got some yeah. pretty pretty good threats that might want to, you know, yeah, you slow down the Christmas yeah. party situation but, a little bit. You know, but maybe a, you, know a pretty... you know what I would do? What? I would, I would just give everyone a huge bonus. That's a good idea. Make sure everyone's happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I spent the money. I can't give it to you. But my employees are all really happy. <laughs> I don't have any money. I'm a baby. <laughs> uh, I do think it's a pretty uh, pretty over-the-top threat. Not like, I'll kill your family. I'm going to blow up your house and your bank. I, I like it's... that, though. Because it, it, it does... We'll see why that tailors perfectly into the story later. But yeah. that's definitely why the guy did it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I definitely would call the police. I'd be like, can I get security? I'd be worried about your family. I, I'd be like, let's put them somewhere... Put my family up somewhere until this whole thing is, you know, figured out. Maybe it's just a fake threat. But also, I just think, like, in the 60s and shit, like, people just didn't take anything seriously like that. They're like, oh, whatever, we can just do whatever, everything's fine. Everything's just part of, like, a local community, and there might be just toughs around, you know, boss me around. This would never really happen. Like, people just didn't believe shit would go that wrong in their life. And now I think the world is No, that's why serial killers happened. Yeah, yeah, serial killer, great example. Like, oh, this hitchhike, fuck it. Nothing can really goes wrong ever. And now we're so inundated with that kind of information that we think everything's going to go wrong all the time. So people could give you a fake threat and you'd still take it seriously like it was real, even if it's not. Because we're just like, we have too much info, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And back then the threats were on paper and it was, yeah. it was a different world. You know, it was an analog world. It was, it was, it was nice. It sure was. But soon yeah. to be digital, especially in uh, Fuchu City, Japan. That's right. And, uh, Dylan, that's a nice transition without even realizing it for the paper because the ransom note 
was only half handwritten, and the rest was newspaper clippings to finish the sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that. classic. You got to use the <laughs> clippings. That's how you know you're dealing with a professional, dude. Only um, complete dumbasses handwrite a note. They can just find any sample of your handwriting. Even if it's not you, they'll just pin it on the guy. He looks like him. You're the guy. Boom. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't handwrite that shit. I mean, the dawn of typewriters must have like seen a surge in ransom notes, you know? You know, from like the old days of writing it with a quill. Thou shalt deliver <laughs> no. 20 shekels upon my doorstep. <laughs> he put, you use your saint, you use your seal, your family seal too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, because you can't mail a letter without it. No, no, you can't. There's no stamps at the time. That'd be so funny. Of course, there was the stamp act. Anyway, here we go. So on to the next Ooh. part of the story. So anyways, that's all I can tell in the story. And Dom, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong about this. This is just what I've jotted down. So I might be wrong with the numbers, whatever. Uh, so December 10th, which is uh, four days later from the threat after the guy kind of brushed it off. He probably told some people like, hey. I do so have something know. in between that. Yeah, go for it. So the guy, the branch manager told the police. And the next day, 50 police officers staked out the area that the guy okay, said to leave go. the money. So he did He did take it seriously. And, and they found nothing and just let the case go. Gotcha. Might have just been bluster. You know, the guy's just trying to get free money. So December 10th, you know what that day that is if we're following our story. That's the day that the bonuses are going to the factory. And the way they dealt with bonuses in the factory at the time, which is load up all the money, uh, put it in briefcases or, you know, whatever, some kind of locked cases, and throw it in the trunk of a car, and then have four <laughs> people drive over and deliver it. And the four people driving over, it's not for security purposes, it's for a theft purposes. They're, they're all checking each other. So it's like everyone can't tell on each other, and if they all steal, they'll all know who did it, basically. And if one person doesn't, they can tattle. It's more of a tattle situation. You all, you all have to go, so you're all accountable for this money. If someone takes anything, you're all going to be your heads on chopping block. So they're driving over there, not strapped. They didn't, they didn't bring any Glocks, didn't bring any Katanas. Or even the little knife that you used to commit seppuku. They didn't take that either. And they just went straight over there with their business suits on. They go, just another just another Christmas morning. We're going to the factory. I mean, it must be such a boring day. You're going over there and delivering all this cash you're not getting. It's like, here's the banker. That's, that's your life. Uh, but that's not what happens to them. They do not make it to the factory, in case you guys couldn't tell by the uh, the way the story's turning out here, the, the, the heist, as it were. In fact, they get pulled over by a police officer on a motorcycle, which is uh, common around the world uh, in Japan. And uh, if, you, if you must know, I must. it was... Oh, I should have had this ready. <laughs> I know if you don't. It was a Yamaha 350R1. Gotcha. And so that was there a different model? Because I'm about to say it, it's um, it it, it was, looks like a police bike the way the way that it was tricked out. But it, is it just like that the Yamaha? It, it was a, 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 a open it was painted like it a, was painted white. However, yeah. at the time, all Tokyo police motorcycles were manufactured by Honda. Okay, so it wasn't even the same. Brand. So it wasn't even a police bike. It was just white with sirens on it and yeah, loudspeakers. Yeah, I didn't know if, the, if, if Yamaha made, made two different kinds of the bike or no. It, so it was just it was a totally different bike, and the guy decked it out. He didn't just paint it though. I think he like changed like the fucking accoutrement. Yeah, oh, he he put like like loudspeakers on it and sirens. Yeah, he and put stuff, a speaker like... on. He, he he decked it out. He knew he knew how to make it look pretty convincing, including the full cop uniform which he was wearing at the time. He pulls the people over, and he goes. I'm a police officer, and they all nod in agreement, and, and he smiles. <laughs> I'm a police, right? 
I'm one of them police you get, guys. You believe me. And what he says to them is, this police officer says, your boss has been threatened um, by somebody, and his house has been attacked. His house had been attacked. And we believe that the bank is also going to be under attack, and as well as this car. We believe this car might have a bomb on board of it. I need you to all check the car and see if you see anything, because we need to get this figured out right now. We're in crisis mode, and we don't have cell phones, so I'm the first one to be telling you what happened. And they they also are freaking out. They go, oh my god, we heard about the boss's threat. We heard about the police response. I can't believe it really happened. I hope the boss's family's okay. I hope we're okay. Well, we might die right now. So they start panicking, looking around all over the car. And as they're doing that, the police officer gets. He says, I'm going to check under the car. He might have stashed it in the undercarriage. And as the police officer is looking under, they start to see smoke billowing up from the sides. And he gets up and he goes, I see, I see a, a bomb underneath. There's smoke coming up. You guys got to get out of here. Run to safety. Run to safety. So they'll bail out of the car. They run as fast as they can in the other direction. And the police officer, heroically, they believe, jumps into the driver's seat. And they're thinking, this police officer is the bravest guy I've ever seen. He, he knows there's a bomb in the car, and he's, yet he's driving the car away from the population to minimize the cost of human 300 life. 300 feet away from the factory, by the way. <laughs> they're right. Yeah, right. Very close. Very close. <laughs> they almost made it. <laughs> they almost, almost fucking made it. Made it. <clears throat> they almost made it. But I, I think that he probably knew exactly where he needed to get them to make this all work out. Police officer drives oh, away, and everyone's doing the classic Looney Tunes thing of they're putting their fingers in their ears and they're squinting their eyes and looking away around the corner. And when they realize that nothing has happened, they, they look back to see what's happened to the car. They see the police officer has driven off the car, but they notice something else that's under the car on the road. And as they approach it, they look down and notice that it is a flare. It seems that the police officer has ignited a flare underneath the car in order to cause the desired effect of the smoke and the uh, the scariness that he needed to get them to do. And they're starting to think, this might have not been a uh, police officer after uh, all, since there's about hey, 300 million yen in the wrong? trunk and we're all responsible for it. And it just took <laughs> off in the opposite direction. Another interesting Uh-oh. tidbit. The road flare was a high flow five made by Carlet Hodagia. <laughs> What the heck? You found the fucking making model of the and, road flare? And uh, they, uh, they determined that he bought it at a gas station. Wow. He bought a road so, flare at a gas station. Imagine that thing went off by That seems time. dangerous. It seems like a dangerous spot for a road flare. <laughs> Where do you usually get them? Yeah, they I, sell I them at Home I, Depot? I get like 10 flares while I'm there. I think you can get them at Home Depot. Can you? Road flares? I didn't know if you had to buy yeah. them from like a gun store or something. Probably the ones you load up at Home Depot. You can definitely buy road flares. And Joe, you could be right just because it is, you know... It's an incendiary device, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's like a bomb, very light bomb. Maybe you get them at fireworks stores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? It's a flare. So again, there's no cell phones at the time, so I, I don't know where these people go after that. I believe they probably just go to the factory and they go, "You need to call the office. We have bad <laughs> Some, news and there's bad been news. an incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been. <laughs> uh, no, we got good news. We got bad news. What's the I good hope news? Hope you guys didn't take. We're out. all okay. What's the bad news? Yes, yes, All yes. your money is gone. <laughs> yeah. I hope little Timmy doesn't, or little uh, Toshiba doesn't want anything for Christmas this year because he ain't getting it. <laughs> Not cool. So they they call up the uh, you know the the you know, police and they're like, hey, one of your guys took our shit. What the fuck's going on? No, they're like. We think that we've been robbed, and uh, we can tell you what kind of the car it was. And I'm sure that when the when the bank owner heard about this or manager, and he's probably like, "Fucking shit balls!" First of all, they threatened me, and now the shit they they told you that they took ten times as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
God damn. Dude, could you imagine if they drove Bali back to the bank and then they went to the office like, hey, something happened. <laughs> you didn't call the cops? <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you can cover all this up, right? Don't we, are we FDIC insured? <laughs> Which yeah, I don't actually even know. I didn't even look that far up. I don't know if they do that in Japan or if they did it in the 60s in Japan at the time, but I imagine everyone's quite pissed. Like, you ever, like, fuck up at your job and you're like, oh, my God, this is fun. Like, you just know, like, I'm going to have to face the music kind of thing. Like, or, like, I know for me sometimes you'll be bartending, you're like, oh, man, we're $5 short in the drawer. So then everyone has to, like, put their tip money in to, like, pay the drawer off. You're like, who fucked up? Now we're all losing money. Like, that's a shitty moment to have. Hey, we're all going to be out $5 tonight because someone fucked up. Could be me. Could be you. Whatever it is. Let's just say it's me. And then you're like, this is a shit feeling. Get that feeling. You're like, I have to face the music, the whole thing. Imagine that times two million dollars. Times 20 million. Like, yeah, uh, whoa, this is going to be embarrassing for everybody. But I think we're all to blame here. <laughs> Especially Jared. He was driving. I mean, Yoshi. I got to see a kid using Japanese name. He's the one that pulled over for the cop. Yeah, like an idiot. Who pulls over for the cops? <laughs> so, so, yeah. Then what they're going to do then is they're going to have to put out a full dragnet. And they start blocking off all the, the major roadways looking for a black sedan. And not just stopping the exact make and model of the car. They're stopping every single black sedan that goes through. If you know anything about Tokyo, uh, even at the time, pretty crowded. A lot of traffic. So stopping yeah. every black sedan in the uh, Fuchu yeah. city. Uh, going off of description of the man and the car, they had 110,000 suspects. That's not that many, right? Because that's and every Japan. time you stop one, all the cars behind it have to in stop. In the U.S., they'd be like, "All right, we gotta find more information about this guy first. In Japan, they're like, "Everyone's a suspect. We're all you're. We all will look suspect. at every single one of you if we have to. Even your dogs are suspects if you're in a car. Uh, yeah, they also, uh, which is interesting because it's. I mean, there was a, a good amount involved in this, but and I told you I was gonna have a lot of numbers. There were 120 pieces of evidence they were examining to try to find this person. Holy shit. That's nuts. I was going to say the number of uh, cops involved, but that doesn't happen until... It doesn't happen initially. That happens in the, the overall later on. Yeah, so I don't think yeah. we should do the whole story yet, but, right. but yeah. Um, so, the first, one of the first things they looked at, obviously, was the motorcycle. Sure, which they the found motorcycle's out. still there. Which is still a, there. Which is, you know. <coughs> You're leaving a, was, quite a bit of evidence there. Was originally blue... And was stolen. Well, you gotta steal it. Everyone played GTA. So knows. You don't. You don't purchase a car with a, the the title and uh, registration, then use it for a crime. You have to steal it. And then uh, use a stolen the, the car speakers. The speakers on that he put on. He put five fucking speakers on the thing, and that must have been how it looked because Japan's crazy. Yeah. He bought four of them. You heard me. Stole one from. Stole, stole one, one from a construction site. <laughs> That's so, the one. Just couldn't help himself. Yeah, then he, then he had to spray paint them white, like you said, to make it match the bike colors and all that good stuff, because he, he didn't pick out the right colors on that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the, but the speaker did work, I think, because he, he hooked it up to like the, the thing, and they're like, hey, pull over, you're in, you're in danger, or whatever. You know, making the whole thing official, you know, all yep. of it. And uh, so, yeah, I think we should take our first break there. They're on the search for this black sedan, and they're they're blocking off all the streets in the city. These four employees are shitting their britches, and the boss is going, Oh, animal house. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break. Right. See you guys after the break. It's Dom from the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. You know, 
a lot of people aren't as misfortunate as us. And that's why I'm here to talk to you about charity. Through Vines Through America, for one tomato a day, you can provide a sixth of a person with a slice of pizza. So please, donate your tomatoes. Cut, dude, cut. <laughs> Are those things good? It's fine. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dylan Joe Basin Podcast, and Dom, we are in Japan looking for a black sedan. That we are. That's why this guy gets paid the big bucks, baby. The big bucks. <laughs> this is, that's where all say. the Patreon money goes. I know what <laughs> to <laughs> say. Patreon money goes right to Dylan's pocket, well deserved. I know what to say, when to say it. Ooh, what to say. Okay. That's right. So... <laughs> So to recap, you guys, we've got we've got a heist. It's sort of a bank heist, sort of a car robbery, sort of an Italian job situation. Yeah, we got an imposter, imposter, young Japanese male on a Yamaha 350RR, right? R1. Uh, R R R yeah R1. Okay, that's it. That one and uh, I couldn't decide if it was. I couldn't read my own writing. It was a one or an I. Doesn't really make sense. Three fifty R one because now they have the R one. It's three anyway. So yeah. uh, they painted it white. He stole one loudspeaker, and then bought, bought four three or bought, four. bought three, yeah. bought three or bought four. But couldn't help. Like Tom said, couldn't help himself but buy couldn't another one because we get it. Yeah. Make sure you're heard when you're a cop. That's all that matters there. You know. Exactly. This, and, this is um, really matters. It's worth the investment. You know, <laughs> your time and yeah. money to get that much. Oh yeah, yeah. You, if you wouldn't want them to think that you got one less, and then say he's fake, I <laughs> no. can tell. You need them all. I knew. So anyway, you only had four speakers. I knew it was a fake cop immediately. <laughs> yeah, immediately. So uh, yeah, so he's he stole the car. We're, we're looking. I got to give him the benefit of the doubt on that though, because like, have you guys ever watched um, dash cam footage or like uh, body cam footage of police officers arresting people who are impersonating police officers? It's pretty great. Oh, like this, what, yeah. No. Like People what they think crazy. they can get away with? They just like got like all tactical gear and like a fucking Honda Civic with the, like a light on, the, a light bar on the top, and they're just pulling people over, just like harassing people and shit. Dude, even worse than that, they're pulling over like four Explorers and Crown Vicks and Chargers and all these things of people. Like, cause you see those losers, and you guys, I'm calling yeah. you out right now. It's a loser move to drive a to try to uh, old to cop car. car. Some people good. drive old cop cars and that's kind of cool and they make that's it kind of cool. known like don't tint it, they throw shit in the windows, yeah, they make don't it try like to make not it a look cop. like a cop car. Yeah, no, but people who like play it up and try to pretend to be a cop. Yeah, they drive super, around they, they super drive, they like pretend to be a cop. They like think they are cops. Like I Yeah. Like yeah. A cop. They literally they want people to think the, they're cops so they have to have power. They don't have any power in their life. They need to buy a car about it. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you guys, that should be that's so fucked up. Um, actually, Dylan, you bring that up. Fun fact: Remember the episode of American Dad where Roger is the guy who failed the police exam? Yes. And he's driving a Dodge Charger. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks in the rearview mirror to his girlfriend's kids and goes, "You guys think of me as essentially a cop, right?" <laughs> that's so true to life. What these guys are. 
So I got to respect him for this because he pulled it off, and he didn't do it to, to get power. He did it to get money, which is respectable. Which is power. Totally which fine. Is power. Yeah. Way cooler. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I had to throw that in. It was convincing enough, you know. But yeah, it's always great when they find the guys and they're like, "Why do you have handcuffs?" It's like, "I work for the prison system." Like, "You don't anymore. You worked there five years ago." It's like, "I'm a cop." No, you're not. Yeah, I call my uh, my my uh, sheriff. Oh, so you're a deputy? Yeah, my uh, I work at uh, nine eight. Like the thing is, they got to talk themselves. I was like, "We're gonna talk to you for like, two hours now." Like, this, this isn't over anytime soon. Yeah, he works at Smiggly that lane. But it's all on the up and up, I'll tell you. I'm one of the, uh, and they try to use cop lingo, and the cops are like, we don't, that's not what that is. It's pretty funny. Oh, it's funny. I've seen a bunch of these. I really like them. There's a lot of good ones on there. And I I mean, I guess they wouldn't put the ones up where they don't catch the guy, but every time they catch him, and every time he's in the back of the cop car being like, are you guys going to tell my mom? (laughs) 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 Basically, they're like pleading at the end of it, you know. They acted all I saw one, I saw one the other day where this guy's fake cop, you know, like, it's not a fake, it's just a impersonated cop car it just looks yeah, like a cop car a officer, gets in a fight with a motorcyclist so he <laughs> pulls his gun <laughs> and it's outside of a like a construction like a construction you. zone pulls his oh gun immediately the cops are like get on the ground and they, they got they got the fake cop on the ground and they've got like the yeah. gun to his head and they're guys they're knee on his back i was like yeah that's good dude that's <laughs> no guys i'm one of you Essentially, <laughs> bang, bang. see, it's, it's even like the same you guys one, do, right? I got the, the same. exact same gun as you. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, one of you. That'd be so funny. It's just a dude in, a, in a, like a champ T-shirt and Adidas shorts, and he pulls out a gun. He's like, "I'm a cop." See, because it's the same gun. Service. <laughs> it's the same. Gun. It's a service. It's like, uh, didn't a cop get murdered yesterday, and the handgun went missing? He's just wearing no. Crocs and, and swimming trunks. And he's wearing a full utility belt with mace, fucking handcuffs. <laughs> I'm a cop. I'm undercover. <laughs> Deep undercover. Here's my badge. When they show the badge here, here's my badge. See it? You see it? Yep. See it? See it? I saw one where it was a lady with a lanyard and just like a card that was laminated. She's like, see, I'm a cop. And, like putting it against people's windows. Like, you know, cops have like, like a backstage pass. When they... <laughs> Dude, she was in like a Chevy Tahoe or something. Like not even a car that would work. <laughs> uh, as ma'am, your shirt says female body inspector, not FBI. I'm not going <laughs> to seen it all before yeah but, but there's like no she's like see the earpiece though i'm with the fbi i'm on the secret fbi ci service i'm one of those guys you're like you're like in the matrix i'm one of those people i'm mr anderson <laughs> so we got uh, that kind uh, of guy but sorry. he's actually good at it <laughs> and he's doing it for a cool reason which is to steal money not to try to you know yeah, tell somebody oh yeah. not doesn't want to be tickets. a cop they never write tickets, by the way, because they don't have a ticket book. They just go, I'm going to let you go because you know, I'm feeling generous today. <laughs> and they let them go. And they, I immediately, I'm guessing they just jerk off in the car and they go, that's what I was waiting for all year. This is what, I, this is what we played um, for. I don't think they have for. to jerk off. I think as soon as yeah, they, they say, you know, the, the, the yeah. says, they're like says, Jeff Donnelly you, kills officer. somebody. It's like no hand necessary. It's like the very yeah. feeling of they it. Hear, they hear the words, thank you, officer, and they just go, oh. <laughs> oh, that's what I was waiting for all year. Like, I'll put that in officer, the bank for later. Officer, <laughs> am I being detained or am I free to go? Oh. I'm almost I'm almost oh. done. <laughs> You're being detained right now, but Just I'm pretty one sure more minute. Yeah. Almost there. I'm almost it's, there. These things and, take time. And, these things take, it's uh, an officer safety issue. So we're gonna let this thing ride out for a little bit. No, stay in the car. Stay in the car. Stay right there. <laughs> Don't even if you if you ask if I can search you, I will have to go back to the car. 
Do you want to search me? Oh, God. Oh, I didn't even ask for your ID yet. Oh, my God. You're free to go. You're free to go. I need to clean myself up. Oh, you're drunk now? <laughs> Ossifer, I'm so sorry. Oh, I didn't. Okay. We need to call the real No, cops. we're not doing problem. that right now. Yeah. just. <laughs> I, need, I need to call backup. Call 911, then just drives away immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just leaves his phone there. This is why I buy a burner phone for work. <laughs> so we get he that kind one, of guy going on. He has one of those uh, government issued phones for like old people. And he's like, yeah, see, taxpayer work. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you taxpayers bought me my work phone. <laughs> Fucking government old your person. Tax dollars phone. at work. Hold on, I didn't add any minutes. You're gonna have to wait here for a moment. I got to call you. <laughs> I guess. I'm out of. I'm roaming right now. This is. I have a prepaid card somewhere here. I'm roaming. I'm trying to pull you over while whilst roaming. Uh, anyway, so we're moving yeah, on. This here. guy did not do any of that. He didn't do any of that. He just he just lit a flare and then took off and that was his that was his deal. So they have they have the whole dragnet going and while they're doing that, um, they're obviously looking for this car. Not just stopping the car. They're trying to find the trail of tears where this guy fucking did. They end up finding the black sedan in a cemetery that's only 600 meters away from where he pulled them over so it definitely he even though it's close to the factory this is where he planned to pull them over because it's a short jaunt two football fields away and uh if the people even would have walked towards where he went they probably would have found him right away yeah <laughs> no mean, but no it, instead they're like they got their investigation together and then started yeah then they did so they went they found, like, they found him there was like time where they didn't consider that he ditched the car that quickly they were like the yeah. car is going to be so far away, and it's like, no, nah, I yeah, want need to catch him before he <laughs> skips town. Yeah, and also, I mean, again, it's one of those like modern day things. Like, how wouldn't you think he switched cars? Like, that's like in every mob movie and every GTA game. Like, you, you no question, be, yeah. you don't, you don't flee in the car that they saw you when you change cars, and that's the whole part of it. But they didn't even never know you can go from that. five stars to no stars with a paint yeah. job. Yeah, you know? paint and spray, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Paint and spray. Um, yeah, exactly. But they didn't consider that until they found the car in the cemetery and they realized that there was tire marks from a separate car and they go, let's open the trunk and see if the money's still in there. Oh, it's not. <laughs> uh, what? It could have been a prank, bro. <laughs> it wasn't a prank. The, car, the money's gone. The guy's gone in a, in a different car. Dude, how and, funny would that have been if it yeah. was a prank and it was the CEO of Toshiba that did it? He's, he's like, like, no, gotcha. I'm kidding. It was right here the whole time. Just, no, but honestly, though, uh, I'm going to take a little off the top for this. <laughs> I earned it. I, 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 I had to pay yeah. for that motorcycle that I stole. And, Come on. I mean, I had to buy one of these speakers, so I, I really need reimbursement. All his employees are nonplussed <clears throat> about the whole thing altogether. <laughs> like, that's very funny, sir. Can I get my money now, please? You know what's kind of funny? Like, it's just a dumb thought about a robbery like this is that this guy had to invest a little bit of money he for the outcome. Yeah, he, he put in, he stole the, planning, the bike. The paying, the effort paint. involved. He yeah, paint. had to buy paint. He had to buy that one loudspeaker. Probably a yeah. couple more things, you know. Um, oh, so sure. his... he, he had to case the, the entirety of the situation. He had to know when they're going, where they're going, what the bank issue is. He got the guy's address mm-hmm. of the bank manager. He sent the ma- it, it, the whole thing was a big plan mm-hmm. out thing. It wasn't just a spur of the moment. Yeah. Even even Again, all the not a bank robbery. They don't pull the days... guns out and they say, "Sorry, good, I'm gone." Even thinking about how many days ahead of time should I send this letter? Yes. Yeah. Get yeah. them all time to react. Yeah. Get them all. Let, let the news spread around a little bit. Yeah. A little gossip yeah, at yeah. the work. Oh, it's definitely a smart individual. This guy was not. This stupid. guy's a genius. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's DB Cooper. But it's simple. It was, it was simple. It wasn't overcomplicated at all. It it's was just overcomplicated. It was he sent a couple threat, threatening letters, and then that's going to get them on alert to what 
the distraction of the real. Deal. Yes, the, yeah, you're 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 uh, you're like basically setting them up to pay off the distraction later. That's like when the bomb mm-hmm. idea comes up, it, they might have got away with it anyways. But the very idea that is pervasive in the work culture, and then he goes, yeah. "Yeah, remember that bomb threat? It happened." They go, "Oh, now they're in panic mode," and he doesn't have to go. Oh, there might be a bomb. He didn't have to prove himself at all. Yeah, they already show his ID or anything. No, yeah, they're like, they he's like, we're, we think that this car is going to bomb on you. Get the fuck out of it. Uh, yeah, the cops telling you that. You don't, even, you don't even notice how many speakers they have on the motorcycle. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's be <laughs> honest. You, know? let's be you honest, don't even notice you know? if it's a fucking dirt bike at that point. You're like, oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm out of here fast. Uh, but, he, but he planned for that. Yeah, so then they realize that, that there's a second car involved and he is fleeing the second car. Then they don't they don't st- they don't stop and go. Wait a minute, let's rethink our strategy here. Maybe we could maybe there's some witnesses to find out what kind of car it was. Maybe someone saw the car parked here earlier. It, it has been parked here for at least the amount of time it took them to go pull them over. Maybe someone saw it. They go, they go. Never mind with the black cars. Pull over every single car, <laughs> regardless of what they're driving. <laughs> so they I don't know how how many more cars is that than just the black car. I mean they they literally were stopping every car in the city and checking which. You imagine? You think Boston's bad at 5 p.m. <laughs> imagine Fuchu City right about now. I mean, come uh, on. And uh, just like... All because some rich guy lost his money, I'd be like driving home from work being like, fuck their money. They fucking suck anyway. Let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, just like when now the, the cops first car... Care. If I get killed, <laughs> the 10 guys show up. If the guy steals some money from Toshiba, all of a sudden the whole fucking county's on a high alert. No one even died. Uh, no one even got hurt. No one. Not at all. At all, um, yeah, really just like scene. just like when they found the car six hundred feet away after like going back to the office and thinking everything out. Same with this one. When they did get the test, the statements from witnesses, someone went, "Oh yeah, there was a blue Toyota Corolla parked there two days before it happened." Yeah, it's been there, so they could have <laughs> asked <been> that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, as Dom just alluded to, they did not find him. In the huge dragnet where they shut down the entire city. They didn't find the fucking guy. But between the time where they found out that it wasn't a black car and the time that all police officers knew about the new initiative to pull over every car was either from half an hour to 90 minutes. So he had like a full hour and a half window, maybe, to make it out in the other car before they even found the car. That's not adding the time beforehand. So he could add easily two hours to leave the city in a regular colored car that wasn't black and he would have been good to go in that blue Corolla. I'm guessing he took the cop uniform off too, if I had to imagine. Still wearing the helmet? Just get off work. Yeah. (laughs) My car's not black. I think we can all agree on that. It is blue. Keep moving, sir. Mormon Navy. (laughs) This isn't black. This is Navy. This is really, really dark gray. Oh, okay. On your way. way. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) He pulls out the color swatches. He's like, I'll have you know. This is off black. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. We well, can't argue with that. Ask Sherwin Williams if that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever car painting thing. So at this point in the story, the guy's gotten away, man. But they figure you can't get far. That's a lot of money. And now we know what kind of car we're looking for. So we're going to be on this guy's ass. And we have some evidence left at the scene in the cemetery. We're going to figure this shit out. And this guy's not going to be gone for long. Uh, the, the next thing they find is um, the... The Corolla, I think. Yeah. Oh, wait. oh and this, this is the point when the investigation starts to involve, which is probably one of Dobbs' numbers, 170,000 police personnel. They bring in the fucking bag. <laughs> they bring in multiple... Yeah. Si- I mean, it's full... It's, it's like... Full, it, this a is a great day to commit a murder because no one's giving a shit about anything. Also, great day to be a fake cop. <laughs> great, 
<laughs> How could you pick a better day yeah. to be a fake cop than that day? It's just no like... It's just, what are we no. doing, boys? We're going to find this son of a bitch. I'm going to arrest yeah, exactly. that lady. Yeah. Kyle <laughs> exactly. Rittenhouse was there. Man, I really want to catch <laughs> this fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Could there be a better day to be a fake cop than during this? I don't think so. There's 170,000 <laughs> cops running around. That are, like, You're just wearing a blue t-shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of... Yeah. yeah. You just wear the same thing as them. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's just like, like it's just like the yen. They don't count the cents. They're like, we're not going to see five yes. more cents. There's five more cops. Yeah. It's not 170,000 and five cops. They don't... <laughs> 170,000. You're round around, you know? Yeah. You're just walking out there with the fucking mace. Like, I'm one of you guys. Let's get this guy. <laughs> just dusting full neighborhoods. This uh, is for the the might of the nation we're doing this for. I think uh, I saw him over there. Let's go. You guys should go check out that alleyway. I'm going to shoot someone in the arm and then cry in court about it later. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Was the suspect a five-year-old child who I want their lollipop? Because I think it might be the guy. Dude, they're going to take me to I'm, I'm going to take them to my candy shop. He wouldn't make eye contact with me. That's a, that's a basically incriminating evidence right there. Let's get him. Uh, so, yeah, they couldn't find the dude. Yeah. So now the investigation has begun. No more laughing. No more fun. If you show your teeth or tongue, you are out. <laughs> and uh, so here's what they find. We already, Dom already mentioned used flare. They used that as evidence. Uh, Police-style loudspeakers stolen and painted white. Uh, that was <laughs> fun. Four non-police style slab speakers painted white, Purchased. not evidence. Purchased, <laughs> not stolen. Don't Those count. Are not in evidence because that was that was illegal. Uh, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, <laughs> but part of the painting actually added to the evidence because the guy put the speaker on pieces of newspaper because you don't want to ruin your floor before you commit a giant crime like this. And there's a piece of the newspaper stuck to the speaker from when he painted it, and they actually. Ripped a piece out of it, and they used that to analyze where the newspaper was, what date it was, and what it came from. They found the actual newspaper. This one little scrap, they placed it in, and they they, uh, they put it into it was only West Tokyo during these days. So they were able to, to nail it down without any DNA evidence just from the guy spray painting it because he didn't want to ruin his rug. I mean, that's fucking shitty criminality. you gotta be, yeah. you got to not worry about your rug when you're being a criminal like this. Your evidence but it really ties the whole place thing. together, man. <laughs> also, also <laughs> just... Just throwing this out there. So this guy spray painted shit in his house and they can't figure out which house it is. Have you ever spray painted anything outside? <laughs> Overspray gets everywhere. Imagine in your living room. I don't actually know if it was in the hmm. living room, but he did it in an enclosed area because no one saw him do it or I don't know. Maybe he did it outside. But anyways, he did it. He put newspaper down. He was worried about what was beneath it, apparently. He didn't want to get ruined his, uh, his driveway or his house or whatever they didn't find that there is a lot of uh i mean we're talking about the outskirts of tokyo which is the most populated city in the world at the time it, it, i don't know if it still is but i mean there's a lot of houses a lot of, a lot of apartments to look at so uh, getting a newspaper clipping is going to narrow it down for you uh, the next piece of evidence that they did know he knew how to modify a commercial bike and pass it off as police bikes. So he always he knew he had some knowledge there. He wasn't just looking at a police bike and spray painting his Yamaha white. He he added fucking shit onto it, like the speakers. What do you call the the pieces of fucking material that are over the wheels and in the middle? Fenders. Uh, the on the motorcycle, bike? the pieces over the wheels. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, no, are fenders, and then the thing around yeah. the headlight is called a fairing. Okay, so he changed all of those, too. So he knows how to work on bikes, and at least enough to do that, uh, which is another piece of evidence. Uh, then he knew how to act like a cop, which 
I don't know. That's kind of a white evidence. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> smart guy so far. I mean, that takes, we already established that takes no intelligence yeah. at all. Have you seen bikes from the 60s? They're Have like bicycles. <laughs> he could put a fender from a cop car, a cop bike, on a, on into a regular bike. That's guy knew a thing or two about, about zip ties and screws, <laughs> man. Self-tapping screws. All we know is and... it's not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good evidence. He knew um, how to act like a cop. Yeah, here's where the evidence besides the newspaper starts hitting. A witness at the crime was what Dom said. They knew it was a blue Corolla and uh, relatively how long it had been there. So, so She's a genius, too. Not a genius. This is all coming together. It was a blue Corolla. This person shit. still isn't in custody right now, right? This is an unsolved crime. Yeah. IQ of 1,000, everyone here. Yes, lights out, everybody involved. Um, but what they did uh, find in the... the, the the time afterwards, I think it was four. Yeah, it was four months later. So this guy is well gone at this point. They find a parking lot with a couple of cars with tarps on them, and they go, "Hey, let's check this little thing out." It's been, it's been four months. There's been tarps on these cars for an extended period of time. Long time. And they find the blue Corolla from the cemetery in that lot, as well as two other cars with tarps on them. All three are stolen. <laughs> Uh-oh. Should have checked you earlier. <laughs> oh. Stolen cars. And, and they're uh, stolen from West Tokyo. Again, where the newspaper is from. So this person is probably from West Tokyo uh, area. And uh, naturally, they you know searched the cars Match. as you would. And uh, in the blue car was one of the empty cases that the money used to be in. He didn't take all the cases. <laughs> I can't fit it. They were like, fuck. <laughs> we would have gotten think them so fast. this is the fast. car? If we would have found the card, that yeah, anywhere near the time, man. Yeah. Hey, does that case say property of Toshiba, by the way? <laughs> so they just drove his car bank. to a parking lot and put a tarp over it, and the other cop cars just blowing by it. Like, <laughs> this is literally, yeah, the, the way that the teenagers commit crimes now is the way this guy got away with the biggest heist in Japanese history. Technology has really helped cops out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just goes to a grocery store parking lot, puts a blue tarp over it. That ought to do after it After committing four a massive crime, <laughs> cop, no one's no one even. 170,000 cops involved? Uh, they took 780,000 pictures between all the evidence and crime scenes and stuff. Of not what? <laughs> I, apparently not the right stuff until it was too late. I haven't seen even one picture of the motorcycle. <laughs> we'll put it on the pod, obviously. Okay. They have a picture of it. <laughs> it you know, looks you not picture, like a Yamaha, you get I'll tell you that. get a picture of the newspaper scrapping in yeah, six 20,000 pictures of that, 20,000 pictures of the flare, 20,000 yeah. pictures of the motorcycle, uh, the, the faces 10, of the four pictures people of the that were involved and how sad they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the workers flipping off the fucking bank. <laughs> yeah, right. That accounted for 3,000 pictures right there for each one of the workers. <laughs> it's like that episode, is it South Park, where he's like, He's making fun of um, a Red Dragon. This is me and my family at Disney World. Do you see? You see? Do you see? <laughs> this is me and my friends on vacation. Do you see? Do you see? Me and my new house. Do you see? Yeah, it's fucking like, no, no. He's like just torturing him by showing him pictures. Uh, so I, th- I thought you were going to pull the old, uh, yeah, so here's your money, and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> what do you mean it's gone? Well, it's uh, gone. our boss got a threat. We didn't do anything about it, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, South Park's good. 
that, that episode so of Who's that's the one where Eric pretends to be a psychic to solve crimes and he has to fight the other psychics. Yeah, exactly. It's very good. Yeah, that one. Yep, yep. And, and when good. he's on the crime scene looking for the shit, the, the killer's in the back wearing a fucking brain poncho staring at everybody in the back of the <laughs> <laughs> Return to the scene of the crime. So, so uh, any more evidence, Tom, that I missed? 200... Oh, sorry, um, that's all I have for evidence. Yeah, that's all I got. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want anything else we missed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I was looking on my phone for that and some fucking other thing came up. That's all the evidence that I think I got. Um, yeah. I uh, wish there was yeah, more. Yeah, just double checking. I mean, obviously on... DNA evidence would have been nice. Searching the Corolla, you would definitely found DNA. <laughs> Semen all over the place. Yeah. As soon as he got away with that, he was like, oh my that God, I helped. can't believe they believed me. Uh, yep, right around where he robbed, the, where he like hijacked yeah. the car, they found some yeah. semen. Well, that I would think, be uh, typical CSI Miami, all you yeah. know, all those shows style. You know, I think, uh, I think it actually, it probably happened a couple times. When they actually pulled over for him, I'm sure that was the first little spurt. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, once, he, once he drove away, he was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you do get a rush though when you get away with shit like that, you know. You guys ever steal a candy bar from a shell? <laughs> Ooh, baby. I'm still dreaming about that today. Ooh, baby, baby. Uh. <laughs> Nothing anyway. beats our friend stealing Xbox games for a console you didn't have and getting ripped off of a fence by a Navy SEAL, right? <laughs> no, that was two different stories you've conflated. <laughs> but, oh, okay. okay. He was stealing the DVD for 300, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> From the mall, right? Yeah, so he could have watched it, yeah. It's from Newberry Comics, so yeah. Yeah, And then he got chased and ripped out of the fence. I I mean, every time I tell that story, I have to drop people a diagram. Do you see... I'd be like, do you see the the distance that this mall cop traveled to get to him? He he was definitely former military. (laughs) But the best part is that the steal was just for the thrill of it. There was no... I need to have. I need to have <laughs> the Blu-ray of 300. I cannot afford it. What do oh, I do? Blu-ray. There is no other option. Let me let me go to the mall, not just a regular store where it'll take yeah. a long time for me to get out. Yeah, of Yeah, no, the I mall is this place, you know. But I mean, <laughs> and, I mean, in his defense, he made it all the way to Target. It's like a fucking yeah, mile away from the mall. Wow, he made it that far. Yeah, that's yeah, he made it to the, behind time. Target. He was jumping the fence behind Target, not even the mall. You kept running all <laughs> down Don Lynch Boulevard, oh, wow. the whole way down. Uh, should have gone. Should have kept going. This <laughs> thing stopped. That's a big guy. He was in good shape at the time. It's the best shape he's ever going to be. He couldn't do that again today. It's like that right, right now. <laughs> Neither could I. Though, to be fair, to be I fair, do at the time. So, yeah, so that's what we have, and then I think we should get into the suspects next. Um, ah, yes. Because we got to figure out, obviously, they, they were, if you send that many police officers out of it, and you give them all carte blanche to try to find people, they're going to arrest basically everybody. You know how cops are yeah. like, ah, oh, this guy sneezed yesterday, he got to be the guy. This guy bought two newspapers instead of one today, that means he's rich, get him. I mean, you or, know. Was, or like Bong Joon-ho movies that were, it's about like, cops like members of murder this guy's the weirdo in town it was him let's get it on this guy yeah he was a creep i think if you had hair little weird or like a mustache you're immediately a criminal like you know forget it in japan you still can't have tattoos they did they assume you're yakuza if you have a tattoo at all like foreigners wear tattoos they have to cover their arms up all the time because they 
Yeah, they, they get re- they get refused service at places. Yeah, they'll be like, you can't, you're, yeah, that's not because yakuza shit right there. And like someone, it could be like, there, I saw a video of some guy that he moved to Japan like two years ago and he still covers his tattoos every single yeah. day. He's like, yeah. people know him; they know he's not they still in yakuza, but if there's like, don't show your tattoos. Great. It'd be like if Dylan walked into a bank with a pinky ring on, they're like, we're not giving you a loan, you fucking mobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wearing a pinky ring, but uh, great, time, great, great, great. <laughs> you said funny. It. Oh yeah, great, funny fucking thing for the fact that do you mean white people have Japanese tattoos all over them? Exactly. What's the ironic part about this? That all these white guys who've never been to Japan are loaded yeah. neck down with Japanese tattoos. All the Japanese people tattoos. who live there have never had a Japanese tattoo. Can't world. have them. Is this like a fuck you to the Japanese? What, is, what does like, your tattoo say? Oh, um, it says peace, love, and harmony. Translated. Um, no, it literally Big says giant some, something shot. in Japanese. <laughs> something in Japanese. It says, this guy douche. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's what we got going on there. Uh, so, yeah, I think we should take our last break before we get into the suspects. Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah, when we do the suspects, it. I think we should do the classic thing we do in this podcast, which we should give our uh, guess, which who we think is the perpetrator, if there is one of the suspects, or maybe a one we had to think of. So we're going to do yep. that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. all right. We'll see you guys here. And I'm going to fight every bone in my body not to use turning Japanese as the cuddling music. Okay, we'll see you guys. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Dylan from the Dylan Joe Basin Podcast here. Just checking in. Figured I'd check in on the neighbors over at Cummings uh, Property New Horizons um, Retirement Home to see how things are going with the orange monolith and um if you can hear that no that is not me peeing that is the fountain where they've relocated the orange monolith that we have recently talked about um over the past couple of years flashback to that um, and see what's going on with that but i just wanted to bring attention you guys let you know that they've made a couple changes to the monolith no they didn't move it but don't worry about that they added something for the old people <laughs> for the old people to use because if they don't know what it is they thought this would help take a look you move her way over here they got a QR code on it now so you guys can find out for yourself what they believe uh, all the orange is about. Alright, ciao! Okay guys, welcome back to The Perfect Crime? Some might not think so. Especially... Nagasaki Junsuke, and then a manga writer named Watanabe Yun, uh, 
and a former police detective named Ito Shiro. Sorry if, if you guys are listening and I completely ruined your that sounds family's old. honor. That sounds um, great. Though. I mean, the pronunciation sounds good, at least. Yeah. But there was someone named Nagasaki. That's pretty rough. It's like being named <laughs> Pearl Harbor Johnson. <laughs> be tough. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that is a right one. Hey, that, that's not nearly as bad as that's not nearly as bad as thinking of the Lusitania O'Hurlihan. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> My name did nine eleven Collins. <laughs> I'll never forget. My dad made sure of that. Oh yeah. So, so when's um, your birthday? December third. <laughs> My name's August Reed. I mean, what are these names? You know, yeah, crazy, right? So, all three of those people, including Nagasaki, Sinking of Lusitania, uh, whatever, Wantanabe. Um, so Wantanabe, Nagase, and yeah, that that uh, that E-Town. show on BBC. Don't. Let him stop you. Okay, he stopped me. So they all indicate with the orgy of evidence that he may have left behind that he simply may have been a fortunate idiot. And this is pretty fucking oh, ridiculous. Oh, that, that's this what one. they would say. They're like, this guy's a dummy. He's got lucky. Like, I don't <laughs> think so. I think so, he outsmarted your stupid asses, all 170,000 of you. But I don't know. We'll see. What's, what's oh, he definitely did. But there is some. There is three things that are could have gone really fucking bad that you would never expect. Okay, let's First, uh, his motorcycle dragged a rain canopy by accident loosely attached to the back seat. Don't you hate so, when you get out of the bathroom and you have to <laughs> Pretty much. When you're just trying to like commit having, a crime. It's exactly like it. Only it's like a shoelace because if someone had run over that tarp while he was driving, he would have just been fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a great, uh, oh my god, we killed a police officer. We're on our way to deliver the money. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Yeah, then they go, someone stole the money from us. <laughs> then they and they killed the that cop. Officer. So... Second is where he did it wasn't so great because uh, he might have thought that he wanted to commit the crime behind the fuku, which is F-U-C-H-U-U, like kind of like fuck you prison. Um, You know, that's the name of the city we're talking about the whole time. No, just learn that now. Yeah, and, um... yeah. Fushu is the name of the city. So it's nice. Like the okay, Walpole. cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Walpole of Japan. That's what it's known for. Yeah. It's, you know, the city. It's kind of suburb of Boston. Kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Walpole of Japan. Everyone knows that. This is renowned for that. He thought that, that <laughs> Toshiba doing oh, don't it behind... Also, this is coming from the guy that... that oh, sorry, I know Joe said that. Never mind. But Dylan, don't forget. You are the one that compared part of Italy to being the Warwick, Rhode Island of Italy. Where I was, no. yeah. No, he said that. I said that. I know, Dylan said that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said, no, Joe said that. No, I, oh, I was yeah. like, I, I almost said that Joe, uh, that Dylan said the Walpole thing. Yeah, Juan Falcone, Italy, where I was. That's the Warwick, Rhode Island of Hey, Italy. analogies, <laughs> as long as they are work, they are fucking whatever they need to be yeah, to yeah. make it the point get across. That's right. So, so we're, he we're, did we're everything. Walpole, Walpole, Walpole Prison. Japan. Walpole, Japan. This guy, uh, he did it like at the right near the prison so all the guard towers could watch it happen and like live um oh but did they because it sounds like they were sleeping on the fucking yeah, yeah uh he said that they were quite a number of witnesses from the prison 
Wow. And then... <laughs> the reports say there was quite a number of witnesses, and at least 90% of them were cheering? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and... That's uh, that's where he fucked up, but he didn't gotcha. fuck up because like. But he that's said, the thing is he didn't. They're like that's why he's an idiot. It's like well he did. Now he got away with all that shit, so yeah. he's still wrong. DB Cooper, yeah. what if the parachute didn't work? It's like yeah, maybe it didn't. But guess what? He got off the plane, so you suck anyway. Sorry. Yeah. If you really yeah, think exactly. about it, the the uh, Isabel Stewart Outbury Zam guy, he could have done better because I mean he almost got caught. It's like yeah, because he, he left a lot of the paintings there. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't. <laughs> They're just retroactively being like, you know what? We could have caught him. Like, well, you didn't, so he didn't fucking have shit on the guy. Well, the thing is, with every single one of these things, when it's like this real, every single one of them is 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 one hair away from. Them oh yeah, caught. had to go. None of these go shit. like completely unnoticed, like in the middle yeah. of the night, like it's no one knows yeah. shit. It's always like there are so many moving parts. Even if just one of them fails, you're all fucked. For yeah, sure. Yeah, someone someone drives over your tarp. But again, they're, they're... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that could happen to anybody. <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, go I with a tarp guy. Got yanked hard. He's wearing a police helmet, though, so he might have survived it. But he wasn't <laughs> he was pushed him right to prison. Hey, like, good, hey, he where's your walk. Here you go. But, yeah, I mean, and also, every year that ticks by, you're less and less likely to get away with any crime. So if you want to commit a crime, the, the lesson learned is do it today because tomorrow's going to be harder to get away with it. Mm-hmm. And once they get the minority port shit set up where they can – Figure out you're gonna do a crime before you do it, you know, or screwed for the crimes. We're gonna have to change our podcast to uh, not famous heist, but famous times police did their job and served justice to the community, which might be our, our next episode. Uh, ten times that police are heroes in America, specifically. <laughs> I don't know, I'll talk to you guys, but I, I don't make unilateral decisions on this podcast. But now that we've uh, accomplished all the evidence and uh, the fuck-ups that could have majorly happened for this guy, and we should dive into these suspects, and I think we should start with Dom, with our, with our suspect list here, because like I said, there's probably <laughs> suspects, but uh, you got to pin it on somebody. It's one of those things where the, you know the mayor's coming down, the Toshiba CEO's coming down, and they go, you need to get somebody. We need to get arrests happening here, because if no one gets even arrested, we're going to be, uh, be held to pay, or held not to pay to your fundraiser next year. When you try to get reelected, yeah. So yeah, they started with you know every black car in Tokyo Whew, and worked their way down to some actual car. people. <laughs> uh, but they started this, with the, the black first... cars. When they couldn't find that, they moved on to black people, which there wasn't many in Tokyo in 1968. <laughs> so it was pretty easy. Still isn't. <laughs> it was mostly <laughs> it was Stevie Wonder on tour, and then one guy who was left there after the war. Oh. Uh. Um, yes, yeah, so one of the suspects was uh, a 19-year-old, and he was the son of a motorcycle uh, policeman in that That's town. the gangster. No one, we're doing that one that last. That guy's S. He no was in, yeah, S. he was in a motorcycle gang. Yes, that's, yeah, we're doing that last. That, that, yeah, that, All for right, sure. Well, can you believe They never mentioned that he's in a motorcycle gang as part of it. He had been arrested prior no. to... Yeah, okay. No. So we're just, the video, we're I got all last. these numbers. I got the manufacturer okay, gotcha. of the road flare. That's not, it's not your fault at all. It's just funny they never mentioned that at all. Okay, I'm going to do that one last because I, I like, that, that one has a lot of wrinkles to it. All right, how about a 26-year-old that yeah. was arrested because he matched the sketch they did of him? Mm. Uh, and then he had a great alibi. He was taking like a... Like Shit. a standardized test at the time. Like you have to punch in 
take the test and punch oh, out nice. yeah. during the crime, and they were like, "Can't forge that." They were like, huh. <laughs> "Oh, I guess you did." Hey, do dude, it. can you punch Sorry. in and punch out for me this day? <laughs> it couldn't have been him. He's focused on his education. It couldn't have been him because you, you see the punch card. He clearly was there. He put it in the thing and put it out. It's hundred percent. In the sixties, what more do you have for evidence? Like that is an alibi in sixties. Like, hey, it was obviously no one thought of that. This is before people thought of cheating yeah. stuff. No so one's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fake getting into this test all day. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I'm gonna pay my friend uh, ten yen to just go say I was at work that day. Yeah. With so the like punch card. Hey man, can you take my card and punch in for me <laughs> before I get there? I promise you. So I don't get written up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, Japan might be one of the only places where it's a bigger crime to cheat on a test than it is to rob an old lady. <laughs> you can grab girls' skirts on the bus, but you can't cheat on a test. That's a capital offense. Understood. Yeah, so, so we had uh, an alibi. Yep, so he clearly nope. didn't do it. Couldn't have been him. And uh, my next, my only other two, other than you're doing the gangster, my other only other two witnesses are well after. You mean suspects? Yes, that's what I said. Oh, okay, um, that's that's why. I Wait, it says that the it. guy. Uh, just right, you want me to just on. keep talking while you look at that? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So I'll give my I'll give my two then. If yours are way after, we'll give we'll give mine two. So I have the first one that I had. Actually, it was printed in newspapers. Dude, in don't public. pull your eyes like that. Huh? What I do? So don't pull your eyes like that. You just you were close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, so this guy, the, the news was out. It was it got public. The police leaked their suspicions of this guy in, and they got out to the news before they even arrested the guy. So it got in the newspapers. This guy did it. So they're like, oh, now we have to arrest him because now everyone thinks we're gonna arrest him. Yeah. We kind of have to for to save face. The guy was a uh, a taxi driver who who had uh, his taxi route was around the area, and also they used that as one of the su- suspicions. Well, he's a skilled driver, so <laughs> he drives all day. <laughs> It's like yeah, like no one could drive a fucking car at one football field away. Uh, so they got, they got him in there, and this guy's life was ruined by this. They took him in. They found out he had an alibi. Uh, he punched into a SAT early that day. <laughs> no, no, he was working as a taxi driver. They, a lot of people saw him working that day. Um, but that was after they already arrested him and put him in, and they published all over the news. Big story, biggest heist in history. This guy did it. And so after that, he gets out of jail. Because they can't charge him anything because they, they find out he, he had a full alibi. And no one cares. His family and friends don't believe him. They believe the newspapers and the police. Uh, his work fires him immediately because they go, you stole all that money. You're going to steal from us. And uh, he ended up committing suicide because everyone in his life thought he did it, even though he didn't do anything. <laughs> so you should not release things before people are wow. done. Uh, you know, you know, guilty. I mean, innocent to proven guilty kind of deal. But yeah, the guy killed himself because everyone in his life thought he did it, even though he clearly did not do it. So, I guess it wasn't a victimless crime. But I wouldn't blame that on the heister more than the police that got embarrassed about leaking the information, and had to arrest him to save face. And uh, then he, uh, he's. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think we can say suicide on YouTube anymore. But we don't make any money on YouTube, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they say? What they say now? Unaliving yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So I'll say the word. Have a respect Whatever. for what these people have been through, unaliving themselves. Have a respect for our culture too. You know, exactly. Been saying that for a long time. Yes, 
you know, and, and Japanese culture has a, has a vast history of, of ritualistic suicide. Duncan not, MacArthur yes. jumped off the castle and committed suicide. We've been of saying course. that shit for thousands of they, years. He, you know? he didn't commit unaliving himself. I mean, come on, you censorship. You, come on. Yeah. I'm sorry. We can't put a Pepsi commercial on our on our episode. We're, we're going to have Blue Chew sponsor us anyways. So we're fine. Okay. No, 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 no. Everyone's having Blue Chew. We're going to straight up just have Viagra sponsor us. What's up with all these <laughs> other things? Enough of this, like, like cool TV commercials. They don't enough of that, like, cool. Well, they should get in the game. Blue Chew's probably taking a ton of sales from them. Yeah, Enzyme. Bob's a big podcast fan until he gets Now he gets late. He doesn't listen to podcasts anymore. Bob and his wife, he's driving this Camaro. Enzyme, dude, I forgot about that. That was a funny song, too, right? I forgot about Enzyme. What happened in the commercial? There was this song. It was a whistle song. It was like. It's not good. It's not good audio. Don't do it. I know uh, it though. I, I this is something that I haven't even thought about for probably fifteen yeah, years, and I immediately remember the song like every week. You're like, it's so funny because it's boners. I'm like, yes, it is. I agree. With yeah, you. I, I, yeah, no, I remember finding it pretty funny, but I didn't remember being like, I, I forgot about it. I, I just recently was remembering the Sears commercial when they're like, "You said you'd call yesterday. You'll call now. I'll call now." About the home home heating and air conditioning. Like, oh, it's going to be another scorcher like yesterday. Like yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday you said you'd call Sears. Um, I said I'd call yesterday. How about you call now? <laughs> I'll call now. <laughs> they're, 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 they're employing domestic guilt tripping as a marketing plan. You guys remember that commercial? Your wife's going to say that. No, I don't remember that. I'll call now. Remember, if you, the remember, second uh, you guys pull that up. Washington. Yes, me too. But the second you see now. that Sears that Sears commercial... You will immediately be like, "Holy shit! I've seen this four hundred billion times." That has it's one of those ones. They, like shit when you're a kid and just it hits you one time, it just mm-hmm. like rushing back to you, like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like that one. I'm like, I remember all the words. They have a commercial like that now, where the wife is always right, kind of thing. It's when uh, they, you mean the, every single commercial. When's the last commercial you saw when like when the guy was like, "You dumbass, you dumb broad." This is yeah, what it okay. is. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so no. dumb. Literally, when a I woman say, has not been dumb in a commercial since I was in high school. Which is, you know, it's fine. I'm just saying um, that's the way it is. Can you name one? A, a dumb woman commercial? Yeah. 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 Look at every commercial from 1915 to 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, but they do those commercials now, but I don't even know what the company is for, for where they do the the wife pulls out a flag and they bring up the NFL people. That's what I thought. I, I go, if the guy was right, like, they would never do the commercial. The ridiculous one. <laughs> oh, the guy's wrong again. Throw the flag, you know, which, you know, if that was realistic, when the flag is thrown out, she'd just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. It's not that kind of podcast. All right. Now, on to the next, on to the next suspect here. I completely I, forgot we were recording during that. I find a very interesting one. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Uh, so this one is exactly what Dom said. He's a 19-year-old kid, and uh, I'm adding in the fact that he's a member of a bike gang, which we're talking about in 1968 in Japan. That guy's probably cool as fuck, dude. Oh, absolutely. He's got absolutely. the leather jacket, yeah. slick back hair. He's got fucking motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And his dad is a police captain. So he's like he's fighting the power at home and overseas at all times. He had been arrested uh, previously for theft and uh, uh, stealing cars. It's like he's already got in trouble in the past, and his dad's gotten him out of it to some degree. But he, he obviously doesn't get along with his father very much at all. If your dad's a police chief and you're in a bike gang, 
yeah, you guys aren't getting along too well. Maybe dad's working way too many hours, and maybe he's a little bit cracking the whip at home maybe one too many times. Um, but so they're thinking this kid's the guy. They start to look into it. And I, I think they might have looked into it a lot earlier if he wasn't the son of the police captain. I mean, if this is like he's, he's hitting all the marks for you. People said he's a young man. He, he's proficient in motorcycles. He knows how to work all that shit. And he would know all about police bikes and police uniforms because his dad's a fucking police cop. A bike cop, rather. And it's like it, it fits all the descriptions for what we're doing here. This is our suspect, pretty much, if you believe that he can plan it out. But it does get a little bit you know, muddy when it gets into the actual investigation of it because when they do go to the kid's house finally and they I'm sure they talked to dad about it and this, that and the other thing, uh, it's because he has already passed away and the police were called because of a, a, a medical emergency. When they get to the kid's house, he has died from cyanide poisoning, which is not a normal way to die. That's oh. a strange way to Not die. a fun one either because it, no. it replaces like water in the cell. You cannot. Episode. I know, but you just can't yeah. know. Like the it Tylenol murders of Chicago, movies, dude. But no. The Tylenol murders of Chicago and the cyanide being replaced and people like start foaming from the mouth and it's just bad. It's, it's not bad a good it, it, it goes faster than starving yourself, but it's not a peaceful way to go. It, it's horror. It's a horrible. Cyanide's way. pretty immediate, as we know. But yes, it's that's what I'm saying. Bad. The speed is there, but it's not like, oh, it's just turn the lights out and you're, you're asleep and it's over. It's like, no, you're going to suffer uh-uh. immensely. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. For like five minutes. Living. It's like the worst five minutes you can imagine. Yeah. And it probably feels like longer than that. But then you're all done. And you know Anyways. that it's good. You know, it's not like, oh, this is good. It's like, no, this is going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not... yeah pe- people aren't foaming up and convulsing like to, for show. Like they're doing that because their body's making them do that when they're dying. It's, it's not great. Ooh, yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Like not you cool. ever, you guys ever like, um, Sneeze taking cyanide shit nope, at the same time, like you, you don't want to do that, but it, <laughs> your body makes you do it, you know. Cough, sneeze, uh, and shit at the same time, yeah, yeah, no. yeah exactly. The triple yeah. classic, Would if know. it ever happens to you, it's not pleasant. Uh, if it does happen, uh, so yeah, so then they're obviously looking into it now. Now we have a dead person, which I guess should matter more than the money, but they're still like, yeah, we want to figure out what happened here. And uh, they go and they go, they search his room, he has a bottle of cyanide in the room. Okay, there's the evidence that the cyanide, they did touch college report cyanide. There's two glasses in his room as well. One of the glasses has traces of cyanide. One of them does not. But they obviously take all three of those things for evidence, and they find that on, on each of the glasses has both fingerprints, and on the bottle of cyanide has only the father's fingerprints. The dad Ooh. must have at least handled the cyanide, and the son did not handle it, at least not with uh, cool biker gloves on. So He did it like when you're giving medication to your dog, and you're like cramming it. Th- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is good for you. I'm helping you. Yeah, they don't know. Um, so that brings a lot, a lot of different concepts of what, what could have happened there. Um, number one, I'm thinking it's more of a Princess Bride situation where it's him and his dad playing a little... Little game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they try to figure out. I can switch. You would have switched that, but you would you wouldn't have thought that that I would switch it twice. Um, kind of deal. But I mean, better for better or for worse, no one's charged with the crime with that. The dad's not charged with the crime. The son's not charged with the crime. They're definitely both not charged with the crime of stealing three hundred million yen. It's just a child suicide, which uh, I don't know in the sixties, but definitely when we were growing up. Japan had the highest young person suicide rates in the world, and I probably still does. It's a lot of pressure being a Japanese kid. It's not easy. Um, so that, that, that disappears. So that suspect is out. Uh, whether or not you think they did it or not, that is out. 
Um, but I, I will bring up my theories on what actually happened there when we talk about who we think did the crime because I'll flag myself right now. I think it was that was the crime situation. This is the this is our guy. In other words, if if the guy if the guy was one of the suspects, this is the one. In other words, but I'll let Dom do the rest of them uh, before I blow my load. Oh yeah, blow that. Yeah. Um. So the next two I have are take place much much later. Uh, the first one is seven years later when. This makes a little bit more sense now that I know that story about the guy being in a gang because a friend of his, probably mm-hmm. a gang member, sure. um, was arrested for a non-related charge. And when they arrested him and searched his home, they found that he ha- possessed a surprisingly large amount of money uh, with him. Yes. But they couldn't connect that money to the money that was stolen that day. So he had a lot of money, but I don't oh know if he could... So you I think they're knocking like, over gas stations and got lucky a lot yeah. of times in a row. <laughs> I mean, also, just love that, like when they gave you know three hundred million yen to the people who put it in their trunk, they didn't go, okay, well, it's uh, these serial numbers, like this this block of serial numbers. Yeah, no, I, that's, I think that's before. Not they even a about that thing. Because yeah. now, yep. if you if you have to clean that money up, but I don't, I don't think they ever clean the money. They just spend that cash like willy nilly. No one's checking. Yep. Yeah. Um, Instead of checking every car in the entire city, just track the actual dollars. The money? You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you only have to track um, 300 million instead of 170. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they want all ones. Uh, uh, be no, and it's interesting. Like half, so, like, if half the employees got paid in ones. The highest denomination of yen at that time comes out to like our US $100 bill. It's the equivalent of that. Gotcha. So, so twenty million dollars in hundred dollar bills is, is still a lot of. Uh, that's why it's probably, probably like four cases because they had to fit it all in the cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're talking a whole trunk full. Though. What if you had? What if the guy's bonus was like ten thousand dollars? You just start, you start peeling off twenties all day long. That's, day yeah. that's it's really crazy. weird, man. Cash is so is weird, weird now. That's what they want us to think. The Illuminati's got us thinking cash is weird. Yeah. Um. So my next uh, suspect uh, takes place in 1998, but before that, Ooh, that's well after. Um, wow! In December, but this time the person would be in their 50s if it's the guy we're looking for. If he was in Good his math. early 20s and his 30, okay. Um, in December of 1975, the statute of limitations had passed for the case. That's how quick it is on receiving <laughs> that much money. What the fuck? This isn't. This isn't freaking. <laughs> What the seven hell? years? That's it. All you have to do is stay on and, the land for seven years to steal twenty million dollars. Holy shit! In nineteen eighty-eight, the thief was relieved of civil liabilities. Completely off the hook. They're like, we just want to <laughs> know. Like, we, you you're want, not in trouble, but you, we just want to know. <laughs> yeah, we we, we know. you had a fair we had a fair investigation against you, and you still you won. win. But we you want win. to know. Now we want to know. It's like when you go then, all in uh, like poker. It's like, okay, no matter who wins, you have to show your hand. I want to see what you had at least before I lose my money. <laughs> so, uh, so between 1968 and 1988, 20 whole years of investigations before they finally called it quits. That was it, um, huh? The cost for the whole investigation. Tell me it exceeded the robbery. 900 million yen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the criminal justice system in work. Let's do it. 
spend three times the amount of money trying to catch the guy, still don't catch him. So the taxpayers really uh, pay for a lot of that. A lot. Yeah. But at least they got their bonuses. That's no crime is a victimless crime. <laughs> no, every crime is a victim full crime. Besides uh, jaywalking. Let's fucking get that off. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, That's funny. Uh, but uh, then in 1998, a, you were close, you're good with your math, though. A 55-year-old man named Yuhi Ogata. Um, his name is Yuhi Ogata? No, Yuhio. I thought oh, the same boy. thing. It's Yuhio, not Yuhio. Um, but he was being controlled by an ancient Egyptian pharaoh. So, ah, the millennium piece. Um, no, so his thing. Uh, a Japanese magazine writer started writing this article about how he was guilty of doing it, and he, after the article, claimed to be the mastermind behind at least the plan of it. Uh, Actually, the statute of limitations went up. I'm sure. I mean, maybe not at the time, but now everyone would be like, "Yeah, it was me. It was definitely me." Yeah, I can't get in trouble by getting. Oh, you get famous for it? Like, yeah, I did it. I did the whole thing. Um, it's not a, a very strong case, though, because the guy the, the guy cheated on his girlfriend cheated on him with that guy in high school. The, I'm pretty the, sure he did it. The I can just tell he was always a jerk. The journalist claimed the proof from knowing someone who was 10 years old in 1968 and was given a $500 banknote or yen <laughs> That's even for less good, than I for said. good luck from the guy that is now claiming that he did it. He would never do that unless he robbed the bank um, of 30, 300 million. <laughs> Why else he admitted he, he admitted that him and one other person oh my used, God. used the unknown colored cars to sneak past roadblocks and then wow. used also used a truck carrying glass to get money out why, of the city. Why was that I, an important detail? Because everyone Don't knows know. that they're immune to cops if it's a glass truck. No. <laughs> yeah, because you can see inside. Nothing to hide, officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just glass in here. Trust us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, it's just glass. Yeah, we got, you got a job site to get to. You go right through. Hey, we're hauling glass. <laughs> we're on a fucking schedule here. <laughs> yeah. This stuff's going to fucking melt if we don't get there right now. We better haul glass. Um, and then he claims that uh, him and his partner split ways and moved to different ends of the country. Okay. But, uh, that's how you do it. Was it. A, it was a I highly South... disputed, highly disputed. Uh... <laughs> you go to that near Russia part. That sucks. I'm going to the yeah, that's rough. Australia part. That's a nice part. Um, so it was a very highly disputed claim. Uh, even by his own family members who didn't believe it by saying he was constantly asking for money. <laughs> it's more of a jealousy article. Yeah. I want to have the lucky $500 yen note, and I would have written this article 20 years later, if not the case, 30 years later. Well, you said just the guy who lives in the north, and he's just got, like, a Toyota Century if they made him back that old. Like, that's the, like, S-class of Toyota. Oh, yeah. Just, like, with, like, wicked nice shit. And, like, what do you do? Uh, just the classic, like, waste management, waste disposal. <laughs> yeah. I was really, really into that for a bit. Yeah, you're 23. You yeah. have yeah. What do you do? You know how uh, people used to cut blocks of ice from the river during the wintertime and save them for the summer? I do that still now. Yeah. That's how I made my, my millions of yen. <laughs> <laughs> Just a simple yeah. ice block guy. Oh. That's all I am. Yeah, so that one's a little bit bullshit. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's completely bullshit. And only, only because they mentioned the crime it's even involved in this. If that was any other crime, they'd be like, yeah, it's zero. Yeah. It's not, that's not the guy. 
Anyway, so that takes us to this part part of the story. What do you guys think, out of the people we've mentioned, uh, what's the most likely? Or do you think there's another scenario we can come up with? Because I would say, I'm just gonna say easily it's not that guy, but I'll let you guys pick. It would help if they had names. It would. It, it definitely would. So we have uh, the taxi driver, the gangster, the journalist liar, the gangster's friend who is rich, and then there's one other one, I think. Maybe not. I know. I think that was it. Between those four, then. Oh, oh, the guy that looked like the sketch. Oh, the guy that looked like it. Yeah, the, yeah, the he, test guy. He punched guy. in. Yeah. Hey, his only alibi was the punch in. So the test guys, that's the fifth one. The black and white sketch of Japanese people in the, in the 60s. Yeah. Yep. I bet we could that's figure what... out who it was just by looking at Throwing that out there. <laughs> um, Tom, you go first. Um, I gotta say, I, I, I do think that, uh, it was the gangster kid because he had all the info on, he was around police bikes before he was, he probably learned how to ride a motorcycle by riding his dad's police motorcycle probably and, uh, had the connection. So he didn't have to do all the stealing. He didn't have to steal four cars and a motorcycle. He had friends. Each, each person could do one. And then who knows? Maybe uh, the person knew, like, oh, don't buy a fifth speaker. We have one of those here on our job site. I'll just take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an Ocean's Eleven situation for sure. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. J- Japan's weird with their their honor system. Uh, his dad could have found out and was like, "All right, I can't be embarrassed by this. So either you're gonna die or I'm gonna die, and we're gonna figure yeah, this out right now." It's not gonna be me because I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think he played a little, a little, little tricky poo on his son there. Little tricky poo. Uh, <laughs> little tricky poo, tricky poo. Um, he's like, "Hey, son, time for a little tricky poo." <laughs> hey, hey, your son, I am the cyanide. I am. Shit hogs flying around this uh, prefecture. His son he started, name his that son this started episode. bubbling at the mouth. <laughs> and he just reached out with sign. arms wide open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, that's what I think happened. That's a good that's a But good as good for guess. where the money is, I have absolutely no fucking idea. Oh, yeah. I should have asked that question. Split up so well. Yeah, it's either split gone? up entirely or it's like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Someone so unconnected to it or out of the out of the yeah, line, they, they just like washed it, just hid it somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Dylan Arthur. So, I think in more, yeah, Arthur. My first thought is when I first heard about all this information is that it sounds like an employee of some sort, whether that be upper management, sea level, fucking whatever. Because who knows about well, the bonuses and where they're C-level. coming from. What? Oh, nice. Um, Japan. Take me a minute. Um, you know, like some upper management person who knows the details about how much everyone's getting, where it's coming from, when they're getting it, how this, it's getting here. This is a the logistics around where the, fact that the bank could be involved in this. Yeah, the they bank. Well, the so shit. the the bank knows, and then the, the people up the dog at the company know. You know, yeah, these details or exactly. or like a. You know that type of thing. So and that makes argue, me think that it's not like a twenty-year-old uh, motorcycle gang. You know, like that mm-hmm. doesn't really check out to me. Besides the fact that he, they, you know, the cyanide situation—that's yeah. a little suspect. 
So my first thought is no one on the he list. Wasn't, he was 5'6", so you're pretty much right about that. Right. So He's a little suspect. Yeah, that is a little. So um, that's my thought, is that they, this dude's still out there, or the people are still out there. Maybe someone in there is connected, like the motorcycle guy might have just had the car hookup, you know? But yeah. he wasn't the, the really the guy behind this. He might have said, hey, like put a team together, kind of like gone in 60 seconds, you know, like you've got... You've got Kip. You've got Once per episode. You've got <laughs> Angelina Jolie. You've got um, Sphinx. You've got Sphinx. You've got, you've got Sphinx, dude. You've got fucking Nicolas Cage. You've got uh, the fucking R- old guy, and then you've got Paul Walker, Raymond Raymond Kalitri. Ray- <laughs> yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I know. I know. He's not a part of this at all. Raymond Kalitri's not a part. Oh, by the way, Nicholas Nicholas Cage's character, his name is Randall. Don't forget that. Randall, Randall. real badass name. Yeah, Randall. He's the one I cretin. Randall Reigns. Randall Reigns. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. Try Roman not to Kalitri, fuck him after you hear that. When Roman Kalitri threatened Raymond Kalitri. When he, you no, just said Roland. It's, I said huh? Roman. Oh, it's Raymond Kalitri. Pretty sure it's Roman Kalitri. I think it's Roman from Fast and Furious because that's what I was doing. What? Who the Roman's fuck is Roman from Fast? Definitely Raymond. Kletri. I never seen the movies. There's a character named Roman. <laughs> remember, it's remember, dumb. Remember, dumb. See this? It's my first one. Yeah. <laughs> fucking casket. Anyways, 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 anyways. Who wrote yeah. that into that movie? It's the funniest thing. I was thinking about that the other day after you talked about it. I'm like, it's no, the funniest has, thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He has anyways. the best lines of any bad guy ever. Because when they don't bring the 50th car and he calls, he's like, tell him he's going to be here. And he's like, I'm going to kill his brother. It doesn't rain, it pours. And he hangs his <laughs> That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Um, that is good but stuff. I think that Dylan so, brought a great idea into this is that like we're completely focusing on people who are like singly outside of this entire situation, just casing the joint constantly. Who's to say this bank wasn't involved in this shit? The guy, oh, I got a letter, you're gonna blow up my house. Uh, oh yeah, the four people are gonna get sent, and the cops gonna get him. Like they they knew the exact route. They knew the day was gonna happen. These people knew before that day. They didn't just tell them that day. Oh, you're gonna deliver 300 million yen tomorrow. They knew the whole week probably they're gonna do it. Maybe they said it. You said it go, wasn't oh. the two delivery drivers, you know, like hiring a team together. That, that, I think that's what that, I'm saying. The four yeah, drivers. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, they, they weren't involved. They knew they were going to do it. They didn't find out that day. They knew the route. They probably were the same people who did it every time. I mean, they could have yeah. been like, hey, we're going to act like we're all scared. Like, oh, he liked the flare. Like, oh, we thought we were in danger for our life. That's why we ran around the corner and didn't watch him drive away, you know? Like, they, they, were, they were, I don't think they got questioned enough in that in that case i mean obviously they were mm-hmm. like they were traumatized and they probably looked at them and they, their alibi was hey we're all at work but like the, all the information they had going into this heist and like how well the guy got away with it i don't see why it wouldn't be some involvement with a bank at least someone knew someone in the bank to know the exact hours the the, the style of delivery i mean you just watching them outside the bank is not enough information to know this is going to go off no not to know what's going on no no way you're no. like oh let's just go grab these things no chance. No, no, no. They, they they had some kind of inside track there to some degree. I don't know if the person was directly involved or indirectly, but there was someone in the bank who was feeding information to some level because you would never be able to have all that information. Oh, yeah. Anymore. And, I mean, not only that, like, in the 60s in Japan, there was, like, the same type of movement in the U.S. with, like, the anti-war hippie sort of thing. Sure, yeah. Maybe they hated large corporations like we always have, you know? A political move. Yeah, um, it could have been a political move. I just thought right of an interesting way. aspect from that point of view. Or left way. They could have misdescribed the guy for the sketch. Oh, yeah. They could have been like, could yeah, he happened. was... Uh, how did they misdescribe him, though? 
he wasn't a Japanese guy. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't America. You can't just say it was a six-foot-tall black guy ages 18 to 45. It doesn't work that way in Japan. That's how it works here when a crime happens. People do a false statement. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, a... I don't know. But well, I'll, I'll give my perspective on it because I didn't even consider that part that Dylan brought in, which is the, the smartest thing I heard uh, in the whole podcast. Honestly, I didn't even consider that fact because I'm just like reading the thing going, oh, that's what happened, that's what happened. But so as far as I think it is the gangster kid, and I do think that the, all the evidence involved in that has a lot to do with it. And I don't know. There's two scenarios that I can see in my head with, that went down here that are interesting to me as far as the kid dying. Number one, Dom's method, which I think is more likely, is the father's like, I ain't going down for this. You've been in enough trouble as it is. You committed the biggest heist in Japanese history. You're, you're, I'm going to silence you forever, and it's going to be everyone's going to feel bad for me that my son killed himself, rather than them feeling bad for me that my son is a failure as a son to me and a criminal. He's a, a, diametrically opposed to who I am as a person, and I a lot, like I said, a lot of honor and respect for myself in the community as a police captain. I'm not a fucking beat cop. I'm a captain, and I think he probably was like, I got to set this kid up for for good because well, who's going to what's going to do next? Yep. Alternatively, even more sinisterly. The dad planned the whole thing and used his son as one of the guys involved. The dad mm. goes, here's what it goes. I have it in here. I can push police presidents away from us because I have sway in the department. And then when it all said and done, he doesn't know this, but I'm going to kill him. And then he can't tell anybody about it. So now I have all the money. My son's the fall guy. And I'm, I'm riding on top. I already hate my son because he's a criminal. But I can get on his good side by saying, let's commit a crime together. And then he plans the whole thing out, kills the son. No one's the wiser. The dad has a sob story for the rest of his life of how his poor son was was you know on the wrong path or whatever, and he died. Uh, that was that was another scenario that I, I thought about while watching uh, the, the footage and learning about the shit. But I also I don't know. Now that I heard Dylan's in, in a little uh, input here, I think that that's more likely. I think there's more more people involved than we can know, and there definitely is more than one. I mean, this is too big of a thing just for one person. Uh, even if they did plan it all out themselves and execute it. The amount of moving parts and the information involved, I can't imagine there's just one guy. So even if they did have a fall man for this, which they tried to, um, that would have been arresting one piece of the puzzle. It's like if you got Ocean's Eleven and you just arrested Matt Damon, you said he stole all the money. You, you forgot or about gone Don Cheadle, seconds. Or gone in 60 yeah. seconds. Or yeah. the Italian job. Mm-hmm. Or any number of... Uh, or so you're saying it was, it was most likely Nagasaki's nine or something like that? I think it was most likely uh, Hiroshima Nagasaki, uh, if I had to guess, yeah. yeah. Mm. If I had to pin it down. Um, but uh, Yeah, I, I also that, uh, never considered it being such an inside job, but it does make so much more sense. Yeah, it, it just makes more sense. I mean, obviously, yes, the 60s and, the, like, you know, all the tertiary investigation shit is weaker but also the informational shit's weaker too you can't just google how, what, what how do banks work what's the time like they can't just like internet search this shit you have to like ask a guy like hey what time do you guys usually bring that like well how much money is it and that's why i, I know you said mm-hmm. it was 30 million in yours but one, one where it said it was 300 million with me that's hilarious the guy's like you have to give me how much money is in the trunk next week today and then the, the money goes missing and they go oh my god <laughs> who would have guessed he goes i gave you a chance to get yeah. to me now i stole it yeah. the exact amount of money but man yeah uh, so the other thought is that the two versions that joe joe and i thought were the ones make a much better movie compared to a more realistic option like what dylan was saying i mean even just the fact that there's the police captain dad and the the criminal son you know riding with a biker gang it's way sexier than uh, a bunch of bankers conspired to steal money to give a little scent to uh you know the biker situation is remember how i said that they said that 
there was a similar situation in August of that year where there was a bunch of threats and the handwriting lined up. That would make you think it's not an employee of the bank or of the company because that's he doesn't work for that company too, you know, and the bank didn't have any situation with the money yet. So it could just be this kid who's just observant, you know? Maybe, but again, or has a good, knows again, how to, has a good network. I, of if I was the, the person, I would say that's more to. likely a copycat situation than in the actual. I mean, to get away with that entire thing, and the way they pulled it off was so like his handwriting distinct. matched. Yeah, but you know about forensic shit, handwriting matching and in dental records like that. It all is like pretty good evidence, but it's not DNA evidence. Handwriting handwriting matching is like it's weighted in a trial, but. People still get convicted with handwriting, and they well, get, we they are get talking about Japan exonerated later make on. A living it's not an exact being science. Able to write one word the perfect way. Yeah, it's not an exact science. It, what they do is they guess True. as well as they can. They're experts at it, but it's not the same as like DNA samples where it's like. So you're saying it's not handwriting. Handwriting handwriting is not semen. It's not semen. That, that's the problem. It's not. You need more semen to get it right. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. 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 All so right. Handwriting. It's yeah. better than wit- eyewitness accounts, but but it, it's it's slightly above lie detector, where it's like you can't convict an entire guy on writing a letter. It could be close. So it goes semen handwriting lie detector. Yeah, semen. Uh, I At think the top. Yeah, that that's with a bullet number one, and then you know hair samples. <laughs> bullet. <laughs> For anything. Then it, go- then it goes even uh, a stolen handwriting. I know dental uh, dental marks handwriting. Uh, fingerprinting, and, and I know fingerprint over there, and then then yeah, then the handwriting, yeah, and then the lie detector. That was, very yeah. Yeah. that was crystal clear. Got it. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, I did have. I just have an, another thought about this. If this was well, an American, it's time trial? for that because we're getting into our next segment of the show called Final Dom, you have another thought you said? Let's see um, thought. Yeah, so my final thought will just be whoever did this, however many people, fucking badasses, they pulled it off. It'll never happen again. Um, but also, if this were an American crime, the movie for it would have been had a remake by now. Oh, There'd yeah. be two movies mm-hmm. about this crime, movies, and Japan's yeah. too honorable to be able to show us this would be such a good movie. It would be great. We should just make it. They can't tell us what to do. Sure. We just made Oppenheimer. That made a ton of money. They didn't tell us. They love yeah, that. They, they so love why not that. do this? Yeah. <laughs> they can't tell us to stop. Yeah. Why not? We can only Sounds tell them great. to stop because of a binding agreement we made in 1945. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Dylan, your final thoughts? Final thoughts are yeah, definitely. Uh, I want the I want the sequel to the movie. Um, I want uh... too stolen, too furious. No crime goes unpunished, and... 300 yen fast, 300 yen furious. No crime has no victims, you know? That's right. Even so, if the victims are just the police officer's family when he's on the case, and he's neglecting his family, and then this kid becomes part of a biker gang 10 years later. True, and I also and respect this guy for not letting them get to his head, like, hey, it's been seven years, just let us know. We're just impressed at this point. He said, "Not, I don't talk to cops, not happening. Never going to fucking know. Because they could still be like, all right, well, you did tell us, and we're making an exception for this exception one, and you're going exactly, to yeah. the gulag. So, see ya, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't play him being like, all right, well, all right, cool. Yep, you said seven years, so now you know. All is cool. Then he's walking around town. He gets fucking, you know, cyanide <laughs> fucking dog-pilled. 
uh, thinking he committed suicide. No, 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 no. It's the Zyklon B hairspray thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he killed himself in the middle of Tokyo Square (laughs) on his RX-7, you know. In the middle Mm -hmm. of eating mac and cheese. Yeah, 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 exactly. Strange. Like, just walk across in the street. Yeah, no, no. Like, Kim Jong-uning people, you know. Kim Jong-un. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He knew that was what would happen. (laughs) Get Kim Jong-un. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, My final thoughts are, of course, the similar vein to all that. But yeah, I think this this story is, first of all, cool as shit. It's badass as hell. It's right there with D.B. Cooper in my head. We're like, it's that Robin Hood-style shit. Obviously, it's more, like I said, there's no uh, victimless crime, as Dylan mentioned. So yeah, it's always, it's not good to do this kind of shit. You're a scumbag if you do it. But, I mean, as far as scumbag scale goes, people get mm. shot in the face for 100 bucks. This guy stole $20 million, dollars and he didn't hurt anybody. I mean, that's pretty Nothing, bad. yeah. If you're going to do it, that, that's the way to do it. You know, don't get Everyone caught. got their bonuses in the end. Everyone got their bonuses. It yeah. all worked it, out. We didn't mention that. During the break, uh, Dylan looked it up, and they, they, it was insured. They still got their bonuses. So, the only people who got uh, neg- neg- uh, negatively affected by this was the bank, obviously, and then the police officers who couldn't catch the fucking guy. That's and the insurance real. company. And I'm Oh, of course, the insurance that. company, but I didn't count them because they don't belong to yeah, Fuck them, yeah. And I don't work for one of those either. Um, there is actually, I do have one very last theory, and it's that um, the father was not in on it, but found out about it, killed his son, because he was like, do you have any idea how much money this is going to fucking cost the state to search this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I care about the people's money. I'm the first cop to ever care about what the taxpayers <laughs> pay us. Yeah, and obviously laws are different in Japan, so like that. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad we finally brought this story into the light. Hopefully, people will be uh, interested in this shit, and maybe we'll do more high stories in the future because these are always fun to talk about, and, and especially yeah, these ones. I mean, the three that we've done today are, I think, ex- exceptionally exciting because of the fact that they're, they've never been solved, which is always an interesting thing to kind of piece your mind about. Next week. The John Benet Ramsey murders on a different <laughs> with a touch of Amelia Earhart. Just a change. Just enough to get it by. Anyway, that's all I got, John boys. Benet I think Ramsey. we should wrap this yeah, up. That's pretty much it. I'm uh, yes. I'm gonna go watch the DB whatever the fuck you're talking about because I have no idea anything. DB about that Cooper, story. yeah, watch it. Oh, that. it's good. It's a good episode, dude. Yeah, I don't watch know it. if it is because it's like our second one ever, so we might be trash. Yeah, but the information Jesus is good. Jesus was no, an alien. Come, was come on, good. come on, Just, yeah, come dude. On. Our first ones were pretty. I'm not watching. I'm overly critical of us. What can I say? I'm sorry. I have to edit all of them. So, but but I, I, I still I still stand. You know what? I stand by it. Don't I stand by. I stand by it for sure. Check it out. Say, guys, let us know what you think in the comments. We love you, and we'll see you, I would say, next see week. See you next. We'll see you when we see you, motherfucker. Shoot for it. Yeah. Adios, amigos. Yeah. Adios, see ya. I just stole 50 cars for you in one night. All right, I'm a little tired, a little wired, and I think I deserve a little appreciation. I believe they probably just go to the factory and they go, you need to call the office. We have bad <laughs> Some, news and bad news. There's been an incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been. <laughs> uh, no, we got good news we got bad news. What's the I good news? I hope you guys didn't take We're out. all okay. What's the bad news? <laughs> yes, yes, all yes. your money is gone. <laughs> yeah. Every time they catch him and every time he's in the back of the cop car being like, are you guys going to tell my mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in officer, the bank for later. Officer, <laughs> am I being detained or am I free to go? Oh. I'm almost I'm almost oh. done. <laughs> You're being detained right now, but Just I'm pretty one sure. one more minute. Yeah. Almost there. Dude, how and, funny would that have been if it was a prank and it was the CEO of Toshiba that did it? 
He's like, no, I'm gotcha. kidding. It was right here the whole time. No, but honestly, though, uh, I'm going to take a little off the top of this. I earned it. <laughs> I, I, I earned I, that. I have to pay yeah. for that motorcycle that I stole. You want to search me? Oh, God. Oh, uh, I didn't even ask fuck. for your ID I'll be, I'll be right yet. Back. Oh, I'll my right God. Back. You're free right to go. You're free to go. I need to clean myself up. Oh, you're drunk now? <laughs> they bring in the fucking bag. They bring in multiple... Yeah. I mean, it's full... It's full like... This a is a good great day to commit a murder because no one's giving a shit about anything. Also, great day to be a fake cop. Great. <laughs> How could you pick a better day yeah. to be a fake cop than that day? It's just no like, it's just what are we doing, boys? We're going to find this son of a bitch. I'm going to arrest <laughs> exactly. that lady. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse was there. Man, I really want to kiss this fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He okay. was stealing the DVD for 300 I'll have you know. <laughs> But there was someone named Nagasaki. That's pretty rough. It's like being named <laughs> Pearl Harbor Johnson. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a great, uh, oh my god, we killed a police officer. We're on our way to deliver the money. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Yeah, then they go, someone stole the money from us. <laughs> then they and they killed the that cop. Officer. <laughs> At the time, like, you have to punch in. Take the test and punch oh, out nice. yeah. during the crime, and they were like, "Can't forge that." They were like, "Oh, huh. <laughs> well, I guess you did." Hey, do dude, it. can you punch Sorry. in and punch out for me this day? <laughs> Where they do the the wife pulls out a flag and they bring up the NFL people. That's what I thought. I, I go, if the guy was right, like, they would never do the commercial. The most ridiculous one. <laughs> oh, the guy's wrong again. Throw the flag, you know. Which you know, if that was realistic, when the flag is thrown out, she'd just start crying. <laughs> They took him in. They found out he had an alibi. Uh, he punched into SAT early that day. <laughs> now, the fact that they've never been solved, which is always an interesting thing to kind of piece your mind about. Next week, the John Benet Ramsey murder is on a different <laughs> 20 whole years of investigation before they finally called it quits. Um, the cost for the whole investigation? Tell me it exceeded the robbery. 900 million yen. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna kill his brother. It doesn't rain, it pours, and he hangs. Just <laughs> <laughs> one, yes, yes, yes. I saw three of these parked outside the local Starbucks this morning, which tells me only one thing there's too many self indulgent wieners in this city with too much bloody money. <laughs> <laughs>